Allah's Messenger alayhi salatu wassalam in a narration declared Hassan uh, by Imam al-Albani he said he said that Jibra'il said to him Jibra'il said to the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wassalam Ya Muhammad Ya Muhammad Ish Live how you want to live. Because indeed you are mayyit. You're going to die. And love whoever you, you want to love. Because indeed you're going to leave him. You're going to leave that person that you love. Indeed, from the people, among those people, that each and every single person is going to have this mufaraqa from, this departure from. Whether that person leaves you first, whether you're going to be the one that precedes them in departing from this world first is that one person who is naturally dear to every single one of us, that one person that we are physically and have been in our whole existence physically closest to, that person being our mother. The Messenger said to Jibra'il, he said to the Messenger, Ya Muhammad, O Muhammad, Live as you want. Because you're going to die. And love whoever you want. Because you're going to leave them. And we are going to leave our mothers and our mothers are, are going to leave us. Most likely, if Allah, unless Allah wills otherwise, most likely, our mother will leave before we leave, unless Allah wills otherwise. But that is the general case. The one that we love so much, and the one that is so dear to us, most likely she's going to leave before we leave. The mother, the deen of Islam, our Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala, who, he who gave us that mother in the first place, have emphasized a great amount of importance to this woman. To such an extent that Allah makes a mention of uquq, of disobedience to her and the father, straight after shirk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The greatest crime is that you join partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. After that, Allah makes a mention of uquq al-walidayn of disobedience to the parents. Why? Because disobedience or ruquq, disobedience and having some type of ill treatment towards the parent, that is arrogance. That is arrogance and stubbornness. 
And thus Allah Jalla wa Ala makes a mention of it. Straight after he makes a mention of the greatest crime, Shirk Billahi subhanahu wa ta'ala. And when we look at the Salaf of this Ummah, when we look at the lives of the pious predecessors, we see and we find that they gave great amount of importance to this special woman, to the mother. Al-Imam Muhammad ibn Sirin, rahimahullah ta'ala, who are most likely everybody has heard of, the great Imam, the Tabi'i, the successor of the companions, the student of the companions. His sister Hafsa bint Sirin, Rahimahullah, Rahimahullah. She says concerning her brother Muhammad that whenever he would enter upon his mother, he would not be, he would not speak to her. He would not be able to address her with his tongue. Muhammad ibn Sirin, the Imam, the Jabal, the mountain of knowledge. Whenever he would enter upon his mother, his sister says, He'd, unable, he'd be unable to speak to his mom. Why? Because shyness concerning his mom would overwhelm him. Muhammad ibn Sirin, rahimahullah ta'ala. Someone enters into the house and finds that his mother is with him. And they say, what is wrong with Muhammad? What is wrong with him? Is it the case that he is complaining of something? Is it the case that he is sick? What's wrong with Muhammad? Silent. They said that he does not speak in front of his mom. He is too shy to speak in front of his mom. He has too much reverence for his mom. He can't speak to him. He can't speak in front of her. Ali. Ibn al-Husayn radiallahu ta'ala anhuma the grandson of Ali ibn Abi Talib radiallahu ta'ala anhu this great tabi'i another tabi'i another successor another successor to the companions this great tabi'i he was known to be to be very obedient good to his mother. The people they said to him, they said, We you are the most you are the most righteous and the most obedient of people to your mother. Why is it the case that we don't see you eating food with her? Why is it the case that we don't see you eating food with your mother? You are the most devout and you are the most uh, obedient of people to their mothers. Why is it the case that we never see you and you don't consciously and on purpose eat food with your mother? So he says that I fear I don't eat with her. Why? Because I fear that my hand will end up going towards a piece of food on the platter a piece of food that has already caught her eye. I'm scared. I worry that my hand will end up preceding her 
in going towards some food on the platter, a piece of food that her eye has already seen, has already caught the attention of her eye. So I'm scared that that will be a form of uquq, a form of disobedience and disrespect from me to her. The ahwal of the salaf, the narrations from the salaf and concerning the salaf, as far as being good and righteous towards their mom, they are many. They are many. They are great in number. They are great and profound in meaning and the effect that it has on he who pays attention. From the salaf are those who delouse the hair of their mother. From the salaf are those who at night time, when it comes to bedtime, they would go to their mother's bed wipe the mother's bed to make sure it's clean it's tidy and it's soft and then they themselves would go in the bed and roll in the bed to make sure it's comfortable enough for the mother and then they would allow their mother to go and lay down in that bed from the salaf for those who would be ulama scholars in circles of knowledge teaching and then while he's teaching the mother says ya fulan Go and feed the chickens the, the hay. So in the middle of the lesson, he gets up and he goes and he listens to his mother and he goes feeds, goes and feeds the chickens. The Sahabi, the cousin of the Messenger of Allah alayhi salatu wasalam, the great companion, Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhu. He mentions that he saw a man making tawaf around the Kaaba, a Yemeni man making tawaf around the Kaaba, carrying his mother on his back, carrying his mother on his back while he's performing the pilgrimage. And while he's carrying her, he's saying, Inni laha ba'irun mudhallal, Inni laha al-ba'iru al-mudhallal, Indeed, I am for her, for my mother, a humble riding beast. I am for my mother, Mudallal, a debased, humbled riding beast. If it's the case that her camel becomes too frightened to proceed, I do not become frightened. The man he carries his mother on his back and performs a pilgrimage, pilgrimage with his mother on his back, and he doesn't consider it to be any form of hardship or a burden for him but rather these words of his they express that it is honor for him I am for her a ba'ir a riding beast that is mudallal that is debased humiliated for her humble for her so then he approaches Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala and he says, do you see that I have recompensed her? Ibn Abbas radiallahu ta'ala anhumah, he says, not even for one moan, not even for one groan, one sigh that she made when she delivered you into this world, not even for one groan. That pilgrimage that you've been making, those tawaf, that tawaf that you've been making with your mother on your back 
All of that doesn't even equate to one groan, moan of your mother, let alone groans that she made. The hundreds of moans and sighs that she made. The mother, her sha'an is something that is azim. Think about your own mother now. Not anyone else's mother, but let me think about my mother. And let every single one of you think about your mother now. You were a piece of flesh in her body, growing in her body. You were a piece of flesh that was growing in her body and you survived by consuming, by feasting from the nutrition of her body. You survived of her, of her body. And you caused her agony. You, you caused her agony when you were inside her body. You caused her to become wary. You caused her to become tired. You caused her to become exhausted, growing inside her belly. And she has you in her belly. She physically had the choice, if she wanted to, to expel you from her body. She could have done that. She had the choice physically. That option was there to expel you from her body. She kept you inside, growing, developing, feeding off her. Up until that day came when she prepared herself. She prepared herself for pain. Previously for nine months, you made her restless. Previously for nine months, you caused her distress, waking up randomly and spontaneously at night, causing her to wake up. But then the day came where she had to prepare herself for pain. Your mother, your mother, whatever her name is, think about her. She had to prepare herself on that day for pain, such pain that she had never ever tasted before. And then after that, after that, now the time arrives, now the point arrives for her to now taste that pain, for her to now experience that pain in order to welcome you into this life. So she begins her experience of pain and pangs and agony. She screams in order to bring you into this life. She wails and weeps and moans and groans in order to bring you into this life, in order so that you can begin your life, that life that you began, that you're living up to now. Your mother did that for you. Pain. And then, after that, a new form of pain begins. A new form of agony begins. Pain and agony from you. Pain and agony that you inflict not upon her body, but upon her heart. Now it's not her pelvis, not her insides that are expanding. It's not her inside physically that is being torn apart, but it's you that is ripping her 
heart apart by way of your by way of your stubbornness towards her, your arrogance towards her, your rebellion towards her, your rudeness to her, your disobedience to her, your harshness to her, your coarseness to her. <clears throat> the mother, Ya Ikhwan, Sha'an is something Azeem. And if it is the case that you and every single one of us will have been deficient towards our mother. Why? Because nothing that you can do can equate to fulfilling the right that your mother has. Nothing that you can do can, can equate to that. So we are deficient anyhow by default in fulfilling the right of our mother. But if it's the case that you have been living a life and we all know ourselves, we can fake ourselves and we can put a veneer outside in public in front of everybody else. Everybody else thinks, oh, he's such a, mashaAllah, a good, respectable person. Whenever he speaks, there are muqaddimat. Please, brother, can you do this for me? If you don't mind, can I ask you something? Uh, do you mind uh, if uh, I can just borrow you for a minute and so on and so forth? You have these muqaddimat, these introductions before you go on and put your request to a certain person. But your mother, mom, where are you? To your mother, mom, bring me this right now. Oh, mom, please be quiet. We all know what we are like, or at the very least what we have been like in our life. And perhaps if it is the case that you're not going to wake up now, then the day that you might end up waking up concerning that mother of yours, concerning that father of yours, perhaps that day might be too late. The day when you end up realizing that day might be the day when it's too late for you. The day when that mother of yours is being washed and shrouded, placed in the ground, put six feet under, never to see her ever Again, that day when your father, you wash him, lifeless in front of you now. You want to say, Dad, I'm, uh, I'm sorry, but you can't. The Salaf they said, A Sa'id man wu'idha bi ghayrihi. They said this, A Sa'id man wu'idha bi ghayrihi. He's happy. He, he's happy, the one who is admonished by those besides him. The one who takes heed from the mistakes by, of those besides him. Sa'id man wu'idha bi ghayrihi. 
So you take heed from those. You take heed from those before that time comes when you lose that person of yours, that mother of yours, that father of yours. And it's too late now. It's too late. You can't, you, you can't turn back the time. You can't turn back the time uh, after that. So you take advantage right now. Those of you whose mothers are still alive. Those of you who have fathers that are still alive. The one who is successful and the one who is wise is he who takes lesson from those who are besides him. Mistakes that they have made. Those mistakes that they have made that they can't go back and fix anymore. So take advantage right now while your father is alive, while your mother is alive. Take advantage of it right now. Before that time comes, when you want to touch the hand of your mother, touch the hand of your father, but that hand is gone. That very same hand that used to pick you up as a small child, it's not possible for you to touch that hand anymore. Take advantage right now. While your father is alive, while your mother is alive, before that time comes, when you want to touch the hair on her head, the hair on his head, and it's, there's no way possible for you to do it anymore. Take that time, that advantage right now before that time comes. When, all you, when, when, when the only time that you see your mother and the only time when you see your father is in your dreams, and then you wake up and it's not a reality. You wake up and for that split second, you want to say, Father, I love you. Mother, I love you. But then after that split second passes away, you realize it was nothing but a dream. Father isn't here anymore. Mother isn't here anymore. Take advantage right now before that time comes. When a knock happens on the door and you think, oh, mother is coming through the door. Father is coming through the door for a few seconds. Your mind goes back into the past and then all of a sudden you realize it's not him. It's not her. She's not here anymore. Take advantage. Right now seek forgiveness from them for the mistakes that you've made. Count every single statement, every potential statement that you made that could have hurt them. Don't say even off to them. Think of that time where you may have made such a statement. Seek forgiveness from them right now before the time is too late. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala may forgive our parents. May have mercy upon our parents. We ask him on this blessed night, in this blessed month, that he forgives our parents and he has mercy upon our parents and he raises the ranks of our parents in Al-Jannah and he grants them Al-Firdaus Al-A'la and that he Jalla saves them from his anger and that he saves them from his wrath. He saves them from Adab Al-Qabr and he saves them from Jahannam and that he allows us to be with them in the afterlife. Allah Ta'ala A'lam. Wa sallallahu ma'ala nabiyyina Muhammad. Wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.